everybody to another week of ghost in the scene the only certified ghost street podcast what's up i am your host geo along with my co-host rob what's up rob hey guys i'm feeling pretty well saged this evening in these trying times it is always good to just cleanse yourself cleanse your earbuds so we're glad that you're you you are on the show cleansing yourselves by listening to our voices in this guaranteed free ghost way there's lots of ghosts out there, but you can be guaranteed to take some, uh, you know, some solace in this podcast. So we're glad to have you with us as well. And that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the love. Wow. And we, we also have a guest. Uh, Rob, why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, for the second time. We, I, so I reached out. So last time you may have heard him. Uh, we weren't quite sure what happened. His signal dropped out, but it's Rashid. Rashid is back. Uh, hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> wow. Um, the, 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 our connection to the inside film scene, uh, movie acting scene, acting specialist, Rashid, been in, on many sets, haunted, not haunted. Uh, we're so fortunate to have him back. Uh, Rashid, can you tell us what happened uh, last time? You, you cut off, and I think it's important that you, um, you know, what, what happened there? Well, um, I, I apologize. I... I forgot that I had ordered a pizza and the pizza came at that time. And I stood up to go into the door and I just knocked everything down. Oh, well, you know, a lot of times, and and this is something that I don't, I don't want to scare you about. I know that you probably enjoyed that pizza. Well, I I did. It it had uh, ghost peppers on it actually. Well, that's very smart. Um, Considering the kind of sensitive information that we had, Ghost peppers are, are a good thing to eat to inoculate yourself. What I was going to say is that a lot of times we open the door to people that um, are the pizza delivery men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even the non-binary, non-binary out there, of course. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. non-binary pizza Shout delivery out. people out there. Um, sometimes, though, they, they, they come with, with somebody at the door. And, and this, is a, this is stories that I've heard mm-hmm. of pizza possession. And, and, and it is the kind of thing where you open up the, the, the pizza box and you see a symbol, almost like a rune, made out of pepperonis or little mushrooms, and you become instantly possessed. So um, I know that didn't happen to you this time, but I just want you to always uh, do a big sign of the cross or any kind of religious symbol over your pizzas. This is for everybody because mm. that could happen to you. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's good to know. Good to know. So what have you been up to uh, since our last meeting? Have you encountered anything, been on any sets? Uh, well, I, I took to heart a lot of what you guys uh, said, and I upped my milk intake uh, quite a bit, and it strictly to inoculate myself against ghosts, not because I enjoy drinking milk. It's mm. disgusting. It's, no one it does. Hurt, but yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I have um, had correspondence uh, with Jack Black, who uh, has he he listened to the podcast. He's a really big fan. He just, um, and wow, he out. said that uh, yeah, he says hi guys. Um, he he's actually in a holy war against Jack White for some reason. It's it sounds a little too good to be true, but yeah, what, what we're talking about this. This whole Jack White thing—it's—it's it's bigger than we thought. So I've been, you know, uh, getting some advice and giving some counsel in in this thing. Wow, the holy war between the two Jacks—the white and the black—and yeah. and what's crazy—and and you know maybe this is just the kind of indicative of the of the mandala effect, but the fact that in this world, Jack Black is the good one and White is the bad one. It's kind of like putting everything over on its head, um, but just and obviously I am on Jack Black's side, 
we all mm-hmm. know that Jack White is dead, and, and he's been mm-hmm. dead man for years. Um, yes. So, wow, thank you for actually being on his side and giving him counsel because without you, we might be losing this holy war. Thank you, Rashid. Oh, well, you're welcome. Uh, anything I can do to help. Yeah, and thank you, Jack, for, for listening, for tuning, tuning in. Uh, honorary street te- team member. You know, yeah. that's all of you out there. Uh, and that includes you, Jack. So shout out, props. Uh, drop a line if you need a, if you need some uh, you know, safe if you space. Talk, talk, if you need a spa- safe space to talk about this holy war, it must be tough. Sounds traumatic. Mm-hmm. And and maybe even Kyle Gass. We can get Tenacious D on this podcast, and they could uh, possibly make a a, a ghost free song for once. I know <laughs> they they had a whole movie, and and you know. I didn't want to go there because you, you're mm-hmm. talking about this whole religious war thing, uh, Rashid. But I just want to remind everybody of the fact that Jack Black was in a movie co-starring the devil. Um, I, I want to say, in, uh, just for the sake of um, everyone knowing, he does defeat the devil in the movie. But, I mean, he was with the devil on set for probably weeks shooting that Indeed. scene. And maybe you should talk to him about that. Give him no, I'll, about I'll that. see what I can do. Tell him not to talk to the devil anymore. Huh. Well, I wish I could tell a lot of people that, but you know, I can only do we we can only do so much as wow. as people, you know. So true. Um, so glad to have you back, and uh, with your expert eyes, I really think that you could help us out with the investigation that we're in right now. Okay. We're we're knee deep in in blood, um, red blood. Rob, the Lost Boys, we, we were talking about um, the past number one. And recently, we found out that they made two more. That makes three. Now, you researched the second one, I believe. And I, I, I took a quick look at the third one. And mm-hmm. let, let me just say that what we, what we found in these movies is just more questions. Not, not too many answers, but a lot more questions. And I think the most poignant one, the one that we still haven't answered, is what does this mean? Is this, is this a good vampire-killing movie, or is this a bad vampire-creating movie? I mean, it does both, right? It is celebrating vampirism. It's accurately depicting uh, how this society works. So anyone that is interested uh, could potentially join. But, you know, in the end, all the vampires are killed. They're slain by our main characters. Or are they? Hmm. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. we have two more movies after the first one. So clearly, it's not even close to being the end of it. And our main characters that we know, that we fall in love with, Michael... Uh, Although the you know Corey Corey Haim, his mm-hmm. character, uh, they don't really show up in no. the subsequent movies. And in uh, fact, in so in we don't even scene, know what happens. There is uh, I, I watched this with you. You you sent this to me. Uh, and Rashid, um, if you've seen the second movie, um, mm-hmm. Tribe, there is there is a deleted scene at the end of the movie that shows Corey Haim as a vampire. Yes, yes, there is. Showing the holes in his neck. And, and, and this is the kind of thing where now in this world, they've made him a vampire. Um, I don't know why they did it. I don't, I don't know. And then he never showed up again. So it's this crazy mystery. And, of course, we have the Feldman, uh, Corey Feldman, who is uh, the consummate professional, always killing vampires. He never um, kind of goes away from that, which is beautiful. And I think he's the through line for um, what I believe is the anti-vampire part of this movie. But then again, you have all these cool vampires acting all cool and doing cool things. What, what would you say is your favorite vampire kind of uh, activity? These, what, what they, the, the cool vampires, what, what do you like in these movies watching them do? What, what do you like? Well, I, I personally... I, I... I think it really does um, glorify the whole uh, forever young motorcycle riding uh, rebel in all of us. You know, just just because 
they they were killed at the end it doesn't negate the fact that they lived totally awesome lives they just you know even as an immortal you, you just have to go at some time and i think the the vampire slang is representative of the death that we all need to go through not that they were bad you know they they just came to the end of the line you know wow it was like a real right it's real ride or die with uh, yeah yeah vampires. Mm-hmm. and what what happened they the, they yeah. killed off those vampires and then a new set comes to take their place it's the never-ending cycle the circle of life if you will wow life after wow. undeath wow so and, it's like they're 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 actually reliant on each other in that way the vampire hunters and the vampires it seems that way yes and and the garlic growers too you know yes they Is use this all big garlic yeah huh i think uh, why why wouldn't it be right drumming up all this vampire fear to sell more garlic absolutely that makes total sense. So um, we were talking about how this is a fake location. The Santa Carla is mm-hmm. is a fake place, but there is they filmed in, in, in a real place. And you said you went there. That you, you, yes, you've been on on this set. Yes, yes, I have. And it started out as research, but it it became a bit of an addiction, I should say. Wow! Wow! If, if you're comfortable talking about it here, we, we would love to hear your story. Well, they, they filmed in a small, unknown town in, in California called Santa Cruz. And there was a, there's a particular scene in the movie where they ride their motorcycles to a, a train, a train tracks, a bridge. Mm-hmm. And, and they all jump off the side into the fog and they tell Michael, join us, join us in the fog of life. You know, just take a trip down into the fog with us. And, and that bridge is, is by an amusement park uh, by the beach. It's uh, the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. And in my research, I found that I really love roller coasters. And so I, I did, going on roller coasters kind of became an addiction for me. And, hanging out at the beach I, it's very dangerous but sometimes it's worth it you know i i had to join a beach roller coaster 12-step program in order to live my life that's so so brave thank you for for telling your story i know that must have been really hard for you to say um it's, roller coaster addiction is is a real addiction going is. fast is very it's a sickness very Yes. Many people have gotten sick from riding too many roller coasters. Y- yes, indeed. And the amount of speed that one gets from the beginning of a roller coaster to the end, energy, that's sp- speed is in the equation of energy. That's, that's part of the equation. And speed, energy is never uh, destroyed. It is only created. Can never be created or destroyed, so it's mm-hmm. transferred. All of that energy that you get from a roller coaster, I believe, is almost like a cosmic charge to your battery. Hmm. There may be a reason why you were addicted to roller coasters, Rashid, and I believe it, it could be that as part of your investigation, you need to recharge your cosmic energy. And I think roller coasters was just – it was the perfect fit, but I think you over overused it. Yes, just like any good thing, too much could be too much. It's it's not like milk. You can't just drink all, all the milk and get inoculated. Roller coasters, it's almost like a diminishing return. The more you do it, the less you get out of it. Yeah, you, you can only charge a battery so much. Other than that, it's it's just being wasteful. Exactly. Wow. And so wow. there we have it on behind the scenes, and you you became addicted to speed. Just like these actors in the, in the movie, they, they had to act like vampires. Mm-hmm. And I believe that addiction kind of followed them into real life afterwards. Just like they were pretending to be addicted to blood, they became addicted to other things in real life. And so we have the tragedy of, of Kiefer Sutherland, 
who uh, was an alcoholic for many years and, and a party boy. And mm -hmm. of course, now he's reformed. But these are the demons that people had to deal with. They had to fight with addiction. And I think that's a symptom of this movie. Yes, indeed. So That's pretty powerful stuff. We can say more like to, to Corey Haim and then all the lives. I mean, we're just talking about the people in the film. We're not talking about anyone who's watched the film and was influenced. I mean, like yourself, Rashid, you said you were influenced by this film to go to Santa Cruz and through the process were developed an, uh, an addiction that you needed to recover from. So, I mean, th these are just very small instances of all the lives that have been touched by this film. And I think this is why it was so important for us to investigate it, because it does have this this draw, this weird magnetism uh, that keeps that brings everyone under their un, under its spell. And not only was the vampire uh, group affected, but we also have the character of of Michael. Okay, and mm -hmm. Michael uh, he was able to kind of separate himself. From, from the vampire group at the end and, and save himself. And I think the sad part is that the actor didn't follow suit. The actor was not able to, to replicate what he did in the movie. Because um, you will see, and, and, and I will prove to you, because I've done some small investigations into Jason Patrick. He's uh, Michael. He has had a storied career, and I believe that this was all kind of a, a seed that came from his time in The Lost Boys. I, I'm going to just quickly uh, go over a couple movies that he was in. This is a 1988 movie that he did. It's called The Beast. Um, also known as The Beast of War. Now you can mm. think this, this kind of sounds a lot like um, The Devil. Right? The Beast. Yes. Okay. Oh, of course. <clears throat> so I'm just going to just quickly just shoot that out there. And the star of the movie, The Beast, because Jason Patrick, he was not the star. He was a, a co-star. But the star of the movie, the one on the poster, is um, the commander-in-chief, president of the United States of America, Stephen Baldwin. Wow. I mean, there I, it is. That's, that's proof right there. I mean, what, what more do we need? <laughs> this guy is, is hobnobbing with a young Stephen Baldwin on a, on, a, on a film set about the devil. And you, you ask yourself, okay, that, that's it, right? That, that must be it. Um, I'm sorry, but that's not true. Because Jason Patrick, he's not just Jason Patrick. Okay, because his last name is Patrick, we all seem to think that he's a nobody. Well, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, but that's not true. He is the grandson, the maternal grandson of Jackie Gleason. The the honeymooners, Jackie Gleason. This is this is the guy that got all of us to the moon. Space <laughs> travel. Dynasty. And um, domestic abuse. Yes. Yes, well, you got to break a few eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And, so and get to the moon. Yes. J J Jackie Gleason understood that the amount of punches towards females equals the amount of miles to the moon. Um, this, this travel at its finest. This was a terrible equation, and I, I don't know who came up with it, but Jackie ran with that equation, and, and it, it got us where we are today. Um, and with the Me Too movement, everyone knows just how, how terrible men are. And Jackie Gleason was a pioneer for just how terrible men can be. And yes. Jason Patrick happens to be his grandson, which is a dynasty. Wow. So, I mean, it's kind of like building the pyramids, right? It's like they're a wonder of the world. Uh, they're always lauded as something great, but it was something that was built by... A terrible means, right? By by slavery, oppression, capture of, of religion, of course. I mean, and you name it. Fun fun fact: you can see it from space. Whoa! Wow! From the moon, probably. Probably. So perhaps this dynasty goes back even further than we even realize. It could Absolutely. go back to uh, to the pyramids itself. 
I mean, let's just say it. Not it could, but it does. Jackie Gleason Otep. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And and there we have it, guys. Um, a history lesson from, from Rashid. Jackie Gleason Otep is the first... So this is a dynasty that goes all the way back to the pharaohs. And the original um, pyramid that you could see from the moon. And that's what Jackie Gleason was referring to this whole time. And I think so, they call it um I think they call it a pyramid scheme. It it must yeah, be where I, that I comes from. I do believe, yes. So Jason Patrick is the grandson of of this all, right? He is the beneficiary of an entire dynasty of moon loving people. Now, the moon is nighttime. That mm -hmm. is when vampires come out. Yes. And I, I want I want you to remember that what, what I'm talking about in nighttime. Now there's daytime, there's nighttime. There's Jack White, there's Jack Black. Of course, in our in our in our world, that's it's opposite. But let's just kind of use that metaphor for now. So the Jack White of the day, it of course is the sunlight. And vampires can't stand it. Werewolves, they don't they don't walk around in sunlight. Now let's flip the script moonlight moonlight mm -hmm. vampires walk around werewolves walk around mm -hmm. so we have this and, and it's and so that's what i'm saying with jason patrick i'm not convinced that he's a vampire in the movie he did not become a vampire what if he became a werewolf huh. hmm. if the the drinking of vampire blood turns you into a werewolf. That's something that needs to be checked in. Do, do you think your uh, your street team could go and find some vampire blood and and um, do some research on this? I possibly. That's I, not bad. I think so. so right. So street team, we'll we'll have this be an official call out to y'all. Um, come across any vampire blood? Any vampires? Uh, send send that over to us. Uh, shoot us an email. We'll, we'll send it to a non-disclosed location because we know we've been hacked a few times on the show too. So we, we're kind of learning as well. We're not mm -hmm. going to give too much information on air. So sorry, uh, Oprah. Yeah, sorry, uh, hackers. These lines are are shut down for now. Yeah, and thank you for uh, sending me your uh, Tor network codes so I can. Mm -hmm. Be uh, be safe on here, also. Of course. Um, anytime our our guests come on, we make sure that we have all the securities in place for them, and and we we don't use them for ourselves because we believe that our our guests are more important than us. Thank you. I, I appreciate I, it. I quickly want to get back to um, a, a little bit about Jason Patrick. Mm -hmm. um, this is um, searchable on his Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I wanted to talk about. He stole Kiefer Sutherland's fiance. Yes. Oh, right. Now, Julia Roberts was was supposedly um, dating Jason Patrick, and this is days after she canceled her wedding plans to Kiefer Sutherland. Which is yeah, that, was, that was a sad time in America. I mean, I remember the, the world mourned for Kiefer. And, and, this is, and this is what churned Kiefer to the bottle, I think. I, I think Kiefer really went in a downward spiral after that because his co-star had, had just done him such a terrible slight. Um, but here's something else I wanted to kind of mention. That Jason Patrick, he was uh, the last movie that he was in, he was kicked out of. They uh, they were filming it in in 2012, and he was kicked out of the movie uh, for not being directable. Well, of course. Have you ever tried directing a werewolf? The it's... proof is right there. You said it. You took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, yeah, and I also want to say, as mentioned before, I don't think we're condoning violence to women by any means. But we're saying that there's power structures that build our society that were 100% powered by the violence towards women and other people. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. 
that violence is itself a ritual. And it's that, like it exactly. And that men and other people, abusers, will use the violence as a source of ritual power. Um, they use it for their personal gain. They use it uh, for whatever dark, nefarious reasons they do. And we just have to understand that violence is a tool for abusers, and they, they use it as a tool. And so we don't condone it. We, we're Obviously, we're calling it out. We're, we're saying that it is, it is bad. It's a ritual. It's a spell. It's terrible. So, yeah, we, we don't want to get anybody crossed on that because no. – the one thing that we are always is we are always on the side of victims, of, of survivors. People get haunted and no one believes them. People um, are, are possessed and people don't believe them. And, and we have to live in a culture where you can say that ghosts are real and people won't laugh in your face. And that's the yes. kind of world that we want. We want to live and we want to have for our children. That's... That's the world I want to live in. I mean, that's what we're building for. And that's why, I mean, that's why we're so grateful for everyone listening to the show and to you, Rashid, for coming on and having the courage to come and speak, speak truth to power because it's not easy. Because uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the times just talking about ghosts resurrect ghosts themselves. It's, mm -hmm. It can be equally as traumatizing. So, um, but as we said here, you know, here we are, we are ghostry. This is audio sage. So this is a safe space. So, you know, we thank everyone that comes and participates. Um, this is important work, everyone, and it seems to get more difficult each week. But you know, the more we work through it, I, I, I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling empowered by all of you and mm -hmm. by ourselves. Absolutely. You know, the mention of Jackie Gleason usually gets you instantly possessed. The fact that we're on a a good podcast with uh, the right security measures says it all. Yeah. But he's Really, and, and, and here's one more thing. If, if it's not enough that he's in bed with uh, Stephen Baldwin in the 80s. I mean, right? these are just old dynasties, just like Duke and I. You got the Sutherlands. Right. You got the Bobby Gleasonoteps. Mm hmm. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. got the Baldwins. And, and, and exactly, and I, I'm glad you said Baldwins because yeah. in 2012, he was in a movie. Directed by Alexander Ray Baldwin IV. The what? Third, I'm sorry. So he was in a movie with Alec Baldwin. Oh. So, I mean, you can't... And, and the movie was called The Devil and Daniel Webster. Wow. You can't make this stuff up, guys. It's real. Okay? Why is everything with the devil? You, you know, I, I think... I think that there's been ever since the the Lost Boys and Jason Patrick's uh, werewolfism, mm -hmm. I think he's he's had a, a cry for help because I'm trying I'm thinking about his his long movie career and there seems to be a pattern here. I mean, he was in the Lost Boys and then he was in the Beast Wars, and then from from Lost Boys he. He, he got this this addiction, this movie about addiction, and from my own touch onto this movie and my addiction to Speed, I realized Jason Patrick was in Speed 2. He was a star of Speed yes. 2. Oh, my God. He was God. also in a movie by the name of Rush. That's this, I mean, this his, his cry for help is just long sleepers. You know, it's That's all we're all sleeping on the on the job. You know, narc. It's just, mm -hmm. it's amazing that that he's using the power of the pyramids to fool us all into thinking that he's not, in fact, a vicious werewolf. Wow, you just broke it open like it was a goddamn piñata, Rashid. Hmm. That was amazing. This is it's this this is I got to do more research on this. I think I may have to go back to Santa Cruz. I I think so too. I, I think this is too important for for us not to do a full dive. We, we we can't let anything go in this in this investigation. It's too important because we're talking about dynasties, like you were saying, three dynasties intertwining 
We're talking about the president of the United States. We're talking about the Hotep. We're talking about ancient Egypt, the moon, okay, vampires. This is all. This is all a little scary. Um, this, yeah, and, and then I, yes. you look. You look at. You look and you see. When he was in high school, he was in a production of Dracula. Hmm. Of course he was. It's just. It's just too much. He, this is. He has been set on this path from the beginning of time. This is mm-hmm. always going to happen. This is. This is what the dynasty does. And, and there's one more thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, so he was replaced in a movie in 2012 called Copperhead. Um, mm-hmm. So they replaced him with somebody. Um, and the person they replaced him with, his name was Billy Campbell. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, um, a, this is the kind of thing where you think, you know how they have people in central casting. The, the, the central casting is kind of like uh, the place where everyone goes for, when they need like an extra, someone who looks like something. I need a tall, dark, handsome man, and they have a bajillion pictures of tall, dark, handsome men. Well, mm-hmm. it turns out that Jason Patrick and, and all of these Lost Boys, they're kind of fit into a central casting category, the vampire bad boy category. And Billy Campbell fits the bill. Because his most notable films is Bram Stoker's Dracula, so he and, was and in. It's a it's a cabal, right? I mean, that's what the whole point of the stories of the Lost Boys. It's to it's to point out, and that's why it's confusing to me as well. Because it's the whole point of the movie is to lift the veil to say, "Hey, Hollywood is run by vampires." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no no coincidence. That Johnny Depp's band name is the Hollywood Vampires. Exactly, and and, and I'm glad we're finally getting to it because I, I think this leads us right into what we've been trying to talk about this whole time, which is the fact that this is all a veiled documentary about Johnny Depp and and all of the Hollywood vampires. Of course, he is just one of them. But this is about all of them. This is about the the Baldwins, the Sutherlands, the Patricks. We're talking about everybody here. And it just so happens that, of course, as always, the one who's the most photogenic comes to the front, and that's Johnny Depp in, the, in this in this conversation. Always the, the ultimate bad boy with a with a you know motorcycle and a guitar and you know a cool uh, thin mustache and all that stuff you know that's johnny depp great facial structure mm-hmm. so we know last time we talked a little bit about johnny and and you were foaming at the mouth so um w- what do you have on johnny rashid because obviously um, we, we have a lot and maybe we should real quick guys welcome to depth step there's the intro. This is the intro right there. That is the perfect um, intro that we always do. This is a segment that we have on Johnny Depp. He is always up to something, and we got to call him out when we see it. So, Rashid, go ahead uh, and go crazy on, on Johnny Depp. I, um, I got to say, I, I, I have a court order that says that I cannot um, – talk about Johnny Depp or I could have to pay a fine or go to prison. Oh my god. But you know, I got the truth needs to come out. I, I mean, it's I, I at great risk to my financial well-being, I have to say that Johnny Depp is not just He's not just the poster boy for vampirism. I believe, and I've done my research, I believe that he is the original. He is the start of all of this. All these dynasties that we're talking about, they stem from the depth. The depths of hell. Oh my Johnny God. Depp himself. It's, and and I, can, I can... I'll, I'll send you guys over my, my paperwork, my... My, all the documents that I've that I've had, it's 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 very scary. Definitely, wow. Rashid, I'm sending you some extra scrambling to your code because our traffic, as you would imagine, as soon as you opened up your mouth about that, 
just spiked. And you know mm -hmm. what? And I was anticipating that too. Uh, you know, we were having some conversations earlier about, uh, you know, talking with lawyers to see how prudent this would be. And you know what? This is full throttle, baby. And this is what we're living for. That is amazing evidence. Honestly, send that via carrier, email, um, Western Union. Send it over mm -hmm. a pigeon. We need all of those papers. This he corroborates everything that we've been studying and investigating for an entire year, Rashid. Yes, I, I'll, I'll do my best. And he, I, I don't know if you guys uh, are aware of this. He almost uh, broke his cover when people believe that he was claiming that he had some Native American ancestry. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking uh, First Nation, uh, American Indian. You know, that's not. He actually meant that he was Native to America. He is the first person that was ever here before any. He is the Native wow. person. And it's, it's just. But through, through his, his agents and his pub public, uh, publicity agent, mm -hmm. uh, they, they spun the story into, oh, He's playing a Native American in this movie. Let's just say that that's what he meant. Wow. And you were smart enough to catch it. I, I, I did. I did catch it. That's important. That's what's most important, that we have people like you, the street team, actually out there doing this, the, the footwork, the, the investigation, watching the interview, watching him say the word, and actually taking him at his word. Because he said it. He admitted it. And all, all we had to do was believe him and, and mm -hmm. listen to him. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you because I, th I think you're right. I think if, if we go back in time, we can find Johnny Depp at every single historical landmark. All He's the way back to the beginning. Yes. Behind the scenes, the first American, the worst American, <laughs> Johnny you Depp. said it. Wow. And all right. so all of this – is tied up in a bow in The Lost Boys. They, they talk about the, the bad boys of Hollywood. Johnny Depp is, is very clearly at, at the forefront. Johnny Depp does uh, music in Hollywood Vampires. They cover Break On Through to the Other Side, which is the anthem to the vampires. I mean, maybe not quite the anthem, because I don't know if they had the licensing for that song, but they alluded to it, because it, it, the, the vampire's lair, if you look closely in the back, you don't even have to look closely, it's right there. We'll probably post a, a photo up to our social channel so you can check it out yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, poster, big one, Jim Morrison. Exactly. So their poster boy of Jim Morrison, and we had talked about this in the last episode, the fact that they idolized Jim Morrison as, as almost a muse, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe he wasn't a vampire, but he was the ideal of what a vampire looked up to. A yes. vamp of their lifestyle. It's kind of like kind of like Morrissey for a lot of people now. Um, he's he's like he's like a terrible monster, but there's pictures of him in the '80s where he looks like kind of cool with his shirt off and in black and white, and everyone just kind of uses that instead of him as an actual person now you know it's that's what jim morrison is jim morrison was probably a pig of a man and disgusting and smelled bad but a cool black and white photo of him with his hands out you know like a cool tea and mm -hmm. bada bing bada boom that's all the vampires need they need a symbol uh, a fun fact the the studio you, you are correct about the um about break on through they they didn't have the rights for that song in the movie, but they found that it was cheaper to get a cover song by a band called Echo and the Bunnymen that they covered a door song. So they just to kind of throw people off for this this uh, hmm. this thing. And it's and it was uh, I forget the name of it. I believe it was People Are Strange or something like that. It's oh my god! Strange right. coincidence. It is so strange. And what makes me really uncomfortable when they do covers of songs is that you're not quite sure how they're recording it. You know, you don't know what sort of tones and wavelengths they're throwing uh -huh. in 
to these mm-hmm. new versions of the songs. Like they might be throwing in some really high frequencies that you can't hear, but your brain hears and your soul does. The ghosts hear it. Absolutely. Oh, the, the ghosts definitely hear it. And I honestly don't know what kind of covers are in other the other movies because we have two other movies. We're only talking about the first movie. There's two other movies with equally un uh, they couldn't get rights to anything in, in those those two movies. They're way lower budget, so we probably have music from those two movies or covers of other Doors songs, maybe even a couple songs from Dead People. There's a lot of ghosts uh, musicians also. We talked about mm-hmm. how um, the the really sad story of Freddie Mercury and how he's trapped by Disney um, now that they own Bohemian Rhapsody. And just how, you know, they can keep ghosts as locked up in their vault as pets. And, and it's sad. But now we have to think about ghost performers and the fact that we're now doing covers of their music in movies. Like, how many times have you heard like a, a New York, New York or, or My Way by Frank Sinatra done as a cover in, in a trailer for something? Uh, I think I hear my way is like played in every other phone trailer uh, all the time. Much. Yeah. And so th- there we have every single time you're evoking possibly subliminal messages in all of these covers. I mean, it might not sound like my way because dummy, duh, it's a cover. It's supposed to mm-hmm. sound different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even with different lyrics sometimes. Different lyrics, still. different mm-hmm. tones. It's- mm-hmm. You can make my way sound a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to sound like my way. Right. I mean, and I forget that not everyone knows this, too, because this is a way for them to keep power over us. It's their, that incantation, my way. It's like the spell that they're putting over us, that they're saying it's our, my way, and you think it's me, but no, they're saying mm-hmm. my as in them. Yeah, their, their way. way. They're playing it my way. Like, their way. It's, it's, they, they, they're not singing your way. No. You know? Yeah. They wouldn't, yeah, exactly. They wouldn't be singing your way. They sing my way. Mm-hmm. So, subliminal me- music and, and all of that, that's, that's all well and good. But when it, when, when it comes back to Johnny Depp, we all realize that he's in a band called the Hollywood Vampires. And that he yes. does nothing but covers. He's, in a, he's basically in a glorified cover band. Mm-hmm. Right. And he covers nothing but dead people. David Bowie. Um, he covers um, who else? Jim Morrison. They do all kinds, of, and of course, Alice Cooper is in the band. So they do some of his music, and all just the the rock standards. But all of these people are dead. Of course, he probably knew them, but still, they're ghosts now. I mean, can you cover songs that you originally wrote for someone else? As the as the first musician, I think a lot of the songs that were written throughout time were actually written by Johnny Depp. But it's only now that he's allowed us to hear it through his voice. Wow, maybe maybe you're right. I, and, I think... and that way, you're right. Sorry, I, I cut you off, but I mean, I just wanted to put in that you're gathering all the powers of everyone who has sung that song before mm-hmm. so he writes it sends it to the entire world gets millions of people to sing it so that by the time it gets back to him he's absorbed everyone's powers all that power and mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if if these uh, musicians and artists that he's given these songs to throughout the years if as they became more and more famous he's killed them and sucked their souls out as well Whoa. just to make wow. himself more powerful it's so the rabbit hole is deep my friends it is I, uh, I, I, hmm. I know wow. so this really speaks volumes of why you've been pressured to keep silent about this because yes. this is really explosive stuff and i'm really glad so like we we've we've been in touch with the fbi as well hopefully we're going to get a special investigation into this that would hopefully then clear any legal troubles for you, Rashid. But, of course, working with, with Washington is not necessarily a favorable place to be either. It's a swamp. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a ghost the, hotel. 
that that's that's all that's going on there right now is just the the cover up of the real uh, stuff that's that's happening. They're always trying to distract with the next big thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. there's there's no way now. All of a sudden, there's no way they're going to have time to investigate the real uh, trouble with with the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, and good good you luck, know, you guys. He's like we said. He's the first American. So we, we can't be sure that Johnny Depp doesn't have a, a secret door to Stephen Baldwin's uh, door, you know, to his room, to the Oval Office. We don't know. We have no idea what, what he's capable of. And so we're, the path is, is uh, then careful from this yeah, exactly. point forward. So, you know, we're going, we're going about this. Uh, we're, fighting, we're, we're fighting this every step of the way, but it, progress might be a little slow because we have to be – very aware of every single step that we're doing our lives are on the line and that let's not dice you know let's not mince our words um the fact that we do this podcast we're targets so we just gotta watch our necks a little bit uh and of course we're gonna report to you the truth as soon as we can uh i think that's the end of depth step i i don't want to get us into more legal trouble than that i I think we gave you guys enough red meat Uh, amazing work rashid Truly groundbreaking Thank stuff. Thank you. Amazing. Um, just we're so fortunate to have you uh, speaking on these airwaves. You know, I'm fortunate that that you guys have this outlet for for the truth seekers, the truth tellers, to to come out and, and give this information. I mean, there's so much research that goes nowhere in the world because there's not a place to deliver it. Mm-hmm. And and we're we're happy to do it. We're happy to do it um, every week. And we're going to do it every week from now on. Um, there's just one last thing that, that we have to talk about. Um, and this is something um, that is kind of a current event. It's current news. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie's coming out. It's, it's going to be number one. We all know it. It is uh, a Kevin Hart movie. It's called Night School. Mm-hmm. You heard about this? Uh, yes. So let's just talk about it real quick. Night School. It's starring Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, it sounds like Vampire School, right? Sounds like it to me. I mean, what, what happens, happens tonight? Night? Yeah, vampires need to learn sometime, right? Mm-hmm. And they can't they can't go to day school? Burn up? You nope. said it. They can't, they can't go to afternoon school. I mean, I don't care what that Twilight movie said. That's that's lies. It's that's that's the vampire cover of oh yeah, we're a nice diamond. Mm-hmm. Day walking, no, that is that is they they're night walking people, and they need to go to school and learn their arithmetic at night. Yeah, if if they were diamonds, they would have been mined by by the big uh, companies years Long ago. ago. Big diamond would have you know spent them years ago. Mm-hmm. They'd be on someone's neck right now. If <laughs> yes. they were diamonds. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, Twilight. Yeah, sorry about that one. Let's just talk about night school real quick. Because this is something that Kevin Hart it's – it's his passion project. It's his production company that is releasing this movie. It's the first movie under his production company that they're making. Um, it is called Heartbeat. Heartbeat, H-A-R-T, just like Kevin Hart. Uh, ego of a small man, the little man complex, um, manifested as a, as a full, realized, possibly billionaire. I'm not sure exactly how much this man, this man is worth, but it's a lot. It's it's a little bit of a fortune. But, uh, you know, in heartbeat, you know, there's uh, this is the thing that drives. You know, your heart is the muscle that drives the entire pulse of your body, the engine. It's the engine of your body. So this is going to be his engine for, you know, what I mean, obviously to make money, but an engine for what else? I mean, his first movie. Is that vampire school? So what is this an engine mm-hmm. for? What is he, what is he building? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't quite know yet. Um, you know, I think it's easy to cast dispersions and say, oh, you know, this might be some more grounds just to build more vampire stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that he's working outside of the traditional Hollywood studio where all the vampires are. I think if you want to get in bed with the vampires, you just, get, you just do that. You just go with the vampires. And so the fact that it's outside 
kind of gives me pause to see what his wow. true intentions are. No, no, no. I, I think you hit it right there. Um, this could be almost like an inward look into Hollywood. Like, Hollywood is a vampire school. Mm. No? And, you know, when you think about it, vampires drink blood. They, they drink blood out of the neck of their victims. People think that they suck the blood out, but the human body isn't a straw. The blood is pumped into the vampire's mouth. And how is it pumped into the vampire's mouth but by the heart? heart. Wow. Kevin wow. Hart is pumping new food into the vampires with this new production company. Wow. God damn, Rashid. God damn. We got to have you on more, Rashid. You're amazing. This is, I mean, this is, this is what I do, guys. We research, research, research. I, I can't stress that enough. People, people think memes are the way. It's, it's hardcore research. Mm -hmm. Always Wins go for the time. gift. Wow. So, um, I think that's, that's the nail in the coffin on that one, guys. Let's, uh, let's call it a week. And we will see you guys next time. Um, thank you so much, Rashid, for, for coming on thank again. You. And hey, thank you, guys. Expertise. Um, I appreciate you. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. My eye, it's just, you know, I, your medium, your skills as a medium and an actor, I think you're, it just puts you so in touch with yourself. Uh, it's always a pleasure to just hear your perspective. And mm. we want to hear all your perspective as well. So come on to the show. Stay in the scene, everybody. That's right. Keep your eyes on the screen uh, and thank Rashid. Um, of course, you are part of the street team, part of the Ghost in the Scene family. Whenever you. you want to come back, man. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, I, I think we should be going soon because that sounded, Rashid, if I'm not mistaken, it sounds like there was someone that just drove by your apartment. And I just want to make sure that you're safe here because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the mainframe and things are looking fine, but something like that, those anomalies make me worried. Well, yeah. I... I I didn't want to worry you guys, but there are uh, there's there's heavy motorcycle traffic going on outside of the the building right now, and oh, I think no. oh no, I think we did. Um, yeah, I, I can't. Guys, yes, can you can you please call for? Call, there he goes again. Call for what? pizza i think he was calling for pizza okay well let's hope that he's calling for pizza um I'm, I'll, I'll i'll send a yeah. message to him make sure i, he's I hope all right. he remembers my advice about about doing the cross over the pizza or else he could get possessed so uh, guys we'll, we will we'll find out about rashid independently we'll, we'll tweet about him uh make sure that he's safe but um yeah stay in the scene guys we love you and uh of course we know that you love us shout out jack black